This is the Bhangra Podcast. What's up, y'all, and welcome to another episode of the Bhangra Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking to the judges from Bhangra Blowout 2022. And if you're watching this on YouTube, you might notice that this is the first time we're doing a video podcast. This is something we've wanted to do for a really long time, just because Bhangra and dance is such a visual format, um, and listening to somebody else talk about dance is kind of weird and a little bit hard to understand. So I'm really excited today so that we can, you know, take the video and performances from Blowout, overlay that on top of what the judges are actually talking about so you can directly see what the judges are talking about. And hopefully that just helps you understand um, the judges' thought process during deliberations and everything else. So we're trying out the YouTube format. Let me know if you liked it in the comments below. Subscribe to the podcast. Share this with a friend. Just generally give us some feedback. Um, I really do hope y'all like it. I spent a lot of time on this, and hopefully in the future I can get somebody else to edit this, because I can edit audio, video, not so much. Um, but anyways, enough of me rambling. Really excited to y- for y'all to see this conversation in full. Alright, welcome back to this week's episode of the Bangada Podcast. For this week, we have our rendition of the Bachelorette Men Tell All episode, the judges' review of Bangada Blowout. Um, before we get into this podcast, be sure to go ahead and hit our show notes where you can go ahead and pick the rubric, go onto our YouTube channel at the same time and watch all the performances and judge it yourself. Then come back to this podcast and see if your thoughts line up with our judges. Um, without further ado, let's get into this with introductions. Um, we're going to act as if this is one of those group meetings with your teams and your liaisons where they ask you to popcorn it around and it becomes cheesy stuff. Um, I'll start with um, Buja, who is to somebody's left over here. Um, Buja, go ahead and introduce yourself and then call out somebody else. Hey, everybody. This is Buja uh, from NABC and Forge in Boston. Uh, popcorn and Jasmeet. Hey, guys. My name is Jasmeet. Um, I'm from DCMPA and DCMPA only. Popcorn to Avi. Hello. Uh, I'm Avi Jaggi. You might remember me from the ECS episode. I'm from DSB, but also Virginia. Popcorn to Akshaya. Hey guys, I'm Akshaya. I was on the Michigan Fungo team. Um, and yeah, that's my primary team. Um, um hi, my name is Umer. Uh, I was captain of first class Pardo and now mainly just run this podcast for the most part. And yeah, I can just hop right off of that. And can you guys just, like you said, the rubric was very old and you guys went ahead and made some organizational changes. Can you guys break down what this rubric is. I know this is a huge hot topic within the circuit at the moment. Everybody's complaining about placings no matter where they are, but they don't take time to understand the rubric. Um, I can I can start. So I guess I'll always go into how it ended up based on how we kind of um, reorganized it. So set design was 40 points total. Um, execution was 45 points total. And then impact was 30 points total. So at base value, it does kind of look like execution is valued more than um, than set design. But I think that it's also important to note that the impact section is, um, I think, like the core of, of what Blah is. I think a lot of these teams, you know, they've been competing all year. Blah is kind of treated as a championship for all of them. So I think that even though execution is weighted just like five points more, the impact section is like really what ultimately made the difference in placings for all of us. And I think that historically blah has been pretty equal in between like creativity and and execution. So I think that we tried to stay true to that. Um, 
any any other like additions that we have are really minor like random deductions for like Bulgarian mix like that sort of thing but um beyond that i think that it was just more of a reorganization i right, so kind of go off of that um for like teams in the future who are looking to apply to blow out if they use the same rubric again would you say that this is looking more towards this dancing as a whole rather than between pushing the boundaries and dancing I'd say it's kind of, it's a bit of a balance. Um, I think the, I think the fact that balance. Right. normally when you look at this rubric, it's technically like a 40, 45, like, um, in terms of like creativity and set execution, that being said, like open and close is 10 points. Wow. Factor overall impression is 10 points. And that's like 20 points, like 20 points for like imp, quote unquote impact. And then, you know, five points for mix, five points for the other, but like, who cares? Um, you're not going to win because you had your vests were shinier or not. Um, so ten, so the open and close and the overall impression, I think generally, generally, you're going to get that because of your ideas. Now, the way you execute your ideas, how well you execute your ideas and how, like how that gets communicated, that absolutely like amplifies your overall impression, the opening, your closing, everything like that. But if you come in with like a very straight, clean scent, that's not going to get you wind blood. You need to be, you need to be clean, you need to be good. But then on top of that, you need to pack a punch with your ideas. All right. Now, like moving on to what everybody's going to tune in for this podcast for. Let's break down the placings. Do you guys want to take us through who got third? So I think I'll go ahead here. Um, I, I think we all pretty much, no, not all actually. Um, well, so for the placings were VT, um, UVA and Cornell. And I think the easiest one had to be, uh, VT, right? They set the, the standard pretty hard for the, uh, for the start of the show. And, um, there's always this common misconception about teams when they go, uh, where, what, uh, lineup they are in the show, right? They always like to think that, oh, going last is probably the best, but I, I disagree. I think that going first in a sense, is actually beneficial to the team because, you know, I don't know if you guys can relate, but me as a judge, when I'm judging these teams, I'm looking at, I'm looking at comparisons to previous teams. But when I'm like with VT, I just started handing out points like Prashad, you know, like it was just like constantly going. Uh, I, I, had, I wasn't basing them off anybody where I was like, teams like UMD, I was like, were they better than UNC in choreography? No. Okay, so minus two there, right? And then you start, as you go, you, you kind of become more and more strict. Whereas, you know, VT kind of had it pretty good because they were first in the show and we've seen it before. We've seen it like, you know, teams like my team, DCMP, we've gone first twice in a row and gotten first place at uh, competitions like ECS. Um, but, you know, I think VT really, really stepped their game up in terms of their set too, in general, because I remember the first time I saw their set was at uh, BKB in February. And let me tell you, it was, it was absolute horseshit. Uh, but they really stepped their game up. Um, but I think that immediately after they finished their performance, all of us kind of looked at each other. We're like, shit, because as a judge, you want to kind of benchmark your first performance, like not too high because you have like seven other ones right after that. And I think it was a genuine concern. We're like, we want to give them like all these points, but we, we really had to be careful. But, um, no, they, they really set the tone for the show. Second place was a big, like. I want to say, no, no, it wasn't. It was a tiny, tiny deliberation, right? Because I think Avi had a UVA for first place, right? 
And I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. Looking back after this competition, yeah. I've watched the UVA video four times the day after, especially the Bungna podcast video one that you guys posted. Um, they really were really close to first place. If you look at my rubric, they were one point behind Virginia Tech. And honestly, you know, the whole thing about the, the, the stage backdrop, do we want to talk about that? Because that was a three-point deduction, right? And if you look, if they didn't, if UVA didn't have that three-point deduction, they easily would have had a lot more points than VT from my end. Uh, but, you know, I think UVA was really close to getting first place. And, you know, Avi, I kind of agree with you in a sense that sh they should have gotten first place. But, um, you know, whatever said is, is done now. But, um, yeah. So yeah, let me chime in a little bit um, from my perspective, since uh, I always tend to be the guy that disagrees with first place. <laughs> um, so I did have a UVA, and I believe I was the only one who had UVA as first place. And I had my reasons. Um, that being said, um, and I think I had a, a pretty significant enough gap between UVA and VTech for second. Um, um, for me... Yeah. Between Virginia, it was between Virginia Tech and UVA. I thought they were uh, pretty, pretty ahead of uh, you know, Cornell got third. My my third was CMU, and I thought Tech and UVA were pretty above uh, CMU as well. For me, the reason UVA was better at blowout was because I felt, and, and I look back at my rubric, as, or the, at the rubric and my scoring and stuff, as well, I thought they 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 were more creative overall. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you, uh, and you know I, I, I'm happy to tell this to you know Aaron, their captain. Um, but the, their set felt very reminiscent um, of a DCMP VSB type set, um, and I think they were playing into that a little bit too much. Right, literally the last DCMP set I remember, they ended a music set with a live, you know, two two, two totalies. You know, yeah. um, so, so, and, and I, I get it just means you loved it, but at the same yeah. time, your own academy did that quite recently. Um, and, and I know a lot of those kids are on VSV and DCPA. Um, so I would expect them to, to not recycle the same stuff and, and push it a little bit more, which I believe UVA did. Um, which is why I rewarded them in that sort of creativity, creativity sort of uh, section. Also, looking back, uh, I felt like um, VTech's formations were rather stagnant, even compared to a CMU. Um, their dancing was beautiful, um, but their, their formations felt really stagnant -y to me. I also felt like their dancer rotation, um, I didn't quite jive with because they kept doing this thing where they would bring in other Geordies that were not their showcased Geordies into like a transition. They'll bring them to the center. And now we go back for the rest of the segment to a Jordy we've been seeing for the last five segments. Um, you know what I mean? So those kind of things kind of, uh, for me, brought UVA uh, above tech because I think, and I looked at the scoring, uh, I scored them pretty much identically when it came to dancing itself. Um, because I think dancing-wise, these two teams were above above the, the rest. Um, but that I didn't have a problem with tech winning because majority of you guys agreed and I, I can see your point, you know, I can, I can understand why. Um, so I didn't, I didn't have a problem at all. And I think that, uh, UVA, UVA really, really had it in the bag because of one reason or sorry, the biggest reason that they had it in the bag was 
they their set told a story it had purpose to their set they, their set had purpose so what i mean by this is they're like for example you know they start off with the share the body a gimmick i'm not a fan of the gimmicks but it had a reason to to be in there right yarn that track right and the thing with with their choreography was that every look take watch their setback and take a look at the way they do uh the way they finish their last move of each segment that last move will lead into the next segment and you know it would like they would end their hands off here and then go straight to fumnia and then uh it would just really flow so easily especially with that um the rock rock the mall segment or whatever it was i think that was the most impactful part of their set uh but it really really set the bar high especially for a, la- a team that's going last you know you just you just saw like what six or seven eight of these teams and now you're exhausted and then you just got hit with this refreshing set that's like really really creative and uve really outdid their outdid themselves that yeah i think that they i didn't have this context but i think they had only gone 16 for blowout they were going 12 this whole year right and I honestly think that had they gone 12 placings may have been a different conversation. I think that the 16 really did well for them. Um, I don't know. I think like towards the end, I think the dancer discrepancy definitely became apparent to me, which is why I think it didn't have as much of an impact as, as VTech. I think VTech throughout just the dancing quality was, was really, really good. The execution was really good. UVA definitely had its like, they had its moment. They had their moments. Um, a lot of their dancers danced with a lot of maturity, which was really, really nice to see, especially, you know, with collegiate teams and stuff, you have a lot of people that are just starting out. But I think that everyone on UVA just had a lot of like nice stage presence, nice knucker that was really nice to watch. So um, I think in general, the just the dancer discrepancy was like kind of what made the end part of their set fall a little bit flat, even though they started off with a bang. But um, I think that's kind of where the difference was between VTech and UVA. I would echo the same. Um, UVA was super pleasurable to watch. Um, slightly less put together than VT in terms of dancer maturity, as uh, actually I just pointed out. Um, I would say VTech just made sure they dotted their I's, crossed their T's, and um, and don't have too much to add. I think one thing I just wanted to bring up was specifically the uh, that backdrop thing that just me was alluding to earlier. So this was something that I just want to bring attention to because um, right before we sat down for um, right before we sat down to judge, the board just kind of let us know. It's like, hey, uh, this backdrop in the back, this white cloth thing is not this like white cloth thing. It's like this thirty thousand dollars, super expensive like diffraction thing that Lisner has and so because of that like the uh the venue itself has a policy in place that like if any team like damages it or dents it or like touches it in a bad way which is like all of them um that some like a significant amount of points seem to be deducted so we're just like okay um so we asked them like hey uh just tell us like what is bad was not bad I, because to us like touching the back doesn't really affect the performances um so at the end of the competition we just asked them like hey who t- like who touched it and then who like really hit it and like how much points you want to take off they said the board said okay you have to take off more than one or two points so they like, can't take off three points because like again personally i think as we as judges all agreed like we had the exact same point deductions for everybody just 
didn't really care, but we just went with what they said. So just to clarify, so for like the overall scores, so Virginia Tech, they like tapped it apparently. So uh, we had, like, we all took off one point. UVA, if you can even see in the video, it's like a really big, like, like ripple across. So we had to take three off Cornell minus one. C um, UNC didn't apparently didn't touch it. CMU got a minus three. GT and UMD didn't hit it. And then Spartan had a minus one. So just to kind of give context to that. Because I had GT second. And I remember Akshil was like, yo, so <laughs> yeah. why the fuck you had GT second? I was like, I don't know why I had GT second. What are you talking about? Yeah. I had to like literally double check my thing. I was like, no fucking way that I have GT second. And then I looked at it. I was like, oh, damn, you're right. But to defend myself, one, I do stand by, like, I really like GT. And I think everybody else, like, they they had, most team people, most everybody had, like, GT uh, fourth or fifth. So, and, like, third, second, third through, like, third through six was all really, really, really tight for pretty much every, every single um, judge out here. Um, but the thing is, my point differentials generally were tighter than everybody else's. I, like, I personally don't think, like, there was a huge, huge, huge discrepancy between um, first and fifth, or like first, fifth, and sixth, like personally. Like, I didn't think that like VTech was just infinitely better than everybody else. So, that being said, I mean, it's a 10 point differential between first and sixth, but I like, again, 10 points is a lot for me. And so, because of that, you know, when you take three for me, if you take three points off for me, that's a, that's a, that's a ton. So, you know, UVA, I gave an 81, but minus three. That's an 84. They're now at second. CMU, I gave a 75 uh, at minus three. That's like a 78, um, 78.5, That like gets them into like that gets them into like that fourth place conversation. Um, GT didn't have any points off, so yeah, they had it. That being said, I really like GT. I really like. I think they had like one of the better form. My personally, like they had one of the better form of the night. I know. I know you disagree with me, but um, I do. I, I like, per, like for me, like when I have captain FCB and also just in my own personal dancing, uh, form, like f strict fundamentals were like really important to me. So having good posture, being dancing low and wide, um, getting low on shawl, um, having your legs high, all those things are things that I particularly value. And when I see, when I saw a GT, GT dance for the most part, I saw that, but, and like in comparison to VT, VT. I, there, there are other aspects to form in the, the this category that is like the form section on the rubric, but you know VT. Uh, I I think you can. I think we can all very much say like VT dance tall, like pretty much the entire set. Um, um, UVA similarly like dance tall. CMU like I really liked. I really liked the way they had their form, but like, I mean like extensions weren't always as much as I wanted. Things like that. And personally, personally, like I think GT had one of the better, better forms, like better form of the night. And that's, if you look at my scores, that's kind of like where they, they tended to hit it. Like impact overall, wow impression? No, like VTech killed that. UVA killed that. Cornell killed that you know, on my rubric. But before uh, Pooja has to head out, um, I do want to jump back to third place because that was the one placing that I think everybody had something different. And, only, and so do you guys want to just talk about that deliberation? and why Cornell got third uh, versus all the other teams that were in contention. Sure, let me, let me jump in real quick before I have to head out. Um, so I had GT in fourth, and um, so we, Umar and I saw them at Nashville, and their set was much tidier. They, they implemented exactly the critiques that we gave them at Nashville. Um, it, it just came down to 
other teams bringing an overall package. Like, I think someone brought it up in the deliberations. They dance kula, kula pangra, and it's really nice to watch. But again, it comes down to that overall impact section um, in the rubric that we were talking about. So for Cornell, I would say um, they weren't the cleanest team of the night, but they had novel and captivating ideas and it was very engaging. Um, they they stood out in terms of bringing different ideas and in, in keeping the attention of the audience and the judges um, time and time again in each of their segments. Um, I think that's what the, set them apart and uh, brought, them, brought them up to, to third place. But again, there's a lot of discrepancy, a lot of discussion there. So well, let me just quickly go to who I had as third place. Um, and I had CMU at third place. Um, I was very impressed with the overall product that they brought on stage. And frankly speaking, I think they really gave Virginia Tech a run for their money, especially after going um, second to a team that eventually ended up winning um, and was a home crowd team. I really felt like CMU held their own and I, I was, I felt validated, um, about that after UNC and GT, um, had performed, um, because the impact from CMU to me felt great. I loved the changes and I told them, I loved the changes that they made since ECS. Um, and, and this is what I told them in the, the deliberation or not the, the meeting with the teams, I told them that, uh, while their set got less corny from ECS, it got cornier in other ways. It's a lot of like cheesy kind of ideas between Geordies or, you know, one after another, maybe cheesy footwork. Um, a lot of that where one, I think maybe a few in a set can be fine. But when you start doing, when I start just kind of like noticing one after another, I personally start to tend to take your less, the set less, a little less seriously. Um, because for me, like that power starts to really kind of dissipate. Um, that's just my flavor of Pangra. That being said, I was trying to make a case for them to get third um, because of other reasons, because I thought, uh, I, I, I personally thought they had one of the better tumors of the night. Um, I, I, um, I thought for the most part, they, uh, they gave us a pretty flawless performance. No one fell, no one missed a beat. I didn't notice any hesitations. Whereas, you know, um, going on GT, right? GT, I agree, had a lot of good form for a lot of the set, but I, you know, and you look at their ending impression, they were trying to go so low to the point where everyone's form kind of looked off and, and, and one of the red girls in the front and center ended up falling. And, and that was the last impression we were left with. Mude were great. Pace was great. Formations were great. Their share, not so great for me because it felt a little draggy. But that being said, even on the share, I loved what they were doing dancing-wise behind. I thought that was better than what Virginia Tech did, um, which was not much, you know, just brought a couple of props out. Um, so, so, yeah, I, you know, they compromised getting low and wide, you know, over like, you know, being able to actually execute that, you know, to a, a, a capable level. So that's why I didn't, I couldn't make a case for GT. Cornell, um, 
they had a lot of great moments, I must say, which is why, you know, I was happy with them getting third, even though I had them six, because I think they had a lot of great moments. Um, they clearly wowed a lot of you guys and, and I can see why, um, but there was, a, a, a certain level of finesse and polish that I believe, uh, U, uh, UVA tech and CMU brought that was missing from Cornell, even though their ideas were great. Um, that polish was missing for me. Um, and if this is the national collegiate championship, then we expect that level of polish. You know what I mean? Um, and, and I think a lot of those other mm -hmm. teams didn't, didn't quite have that, even though they had great ideas and, and, and a lot of good dancing, you know? Um, in terms of Cornell, I think that I haven't been like so excited to see like a set like that in, I don't know, in a really long time. I just like, I didn't really know what direction they were going in at any given point in the set, which was super exciting for me to watch. Um, I think that at, at their judges meeting, I, and this is my thought immediately after they went, but at the judges meeting too, I asked them, I was like, do you guys happen to watch a lot of UK sets? And they were like, shit. Yeah, we do. And I think that, I mean, I, as it went on, I started like noticing it, noticing the influence more and more. And I mean, if you're a collegiate team, it is smart to watch TBS. Like TBS is blow out on steroids, right? So you like, you want to watch the best of the best to, to get ideas. And um, I think especially in their, their Simonia segment, like a lot of UK teams have an ability to have like 17 things happening at once. And then it looks like cohesive, like really crazy. And it's just, it's really fun to watch. And I think they had like, Cornell had all these cool mechanisms in their, in their Simonia segment as well. And that was like probably one of my favorite parts of their set. Um, but even though like I could tell it was kind of inspired, then I still appreciated the effort that they that they put into it. And it, it still felt pretty authentic, in my opinion. Like, the audience went crazy. Like, we were really excited watching it, too. But uh, I think the execution is just really where where they where they lost out. Um, but, I mean, it's, if they had kind of, like, it's... I hadn't... I didn't have the context of, like, seeing a lot of these teams in previous competitions. I know you guys had judged them previously. But um, I'm I'm, like interested to go back and watch where they were at the beginning of the year and like how their set evolved into what it was. Yeah. So for me in third place, um, I like, I think everybody had some combination of like Cornell, UVA, UNC, CMU, like in some way, shape or form, relatively close to each other. Uh, for me, I had Cornell at third, UVA fourth, uh, UNC fifth and CMU sixth. That being said, it was like five points between all those. So like, it wasn't really that much. And so I was more than happy to be like convinced one way or the other, just cause it was so tight. And for me, I think, I think like Akshay, you said this, like CMU and Avi also said this, like CMU's like execution, like really, really good, like very, very clean, very, very strong. Um, that being said, like the, I, and I told them this during the judges meeting too, like your set kind of went this, like had a very similar like pattern over and over again. It would be like stuff like general stuff at the beginning of the segment that was very forgettable maybe a cascade mechani mechanism or two followed by some like cheeky little like jody interaction or some like like you know like uh, for the shike segment they did like a, like the spongebob like footwork and then they did just hit like normal sub gel and like that was just kind of like the pattern over and over again like whatever some cascade some walk some cascade mechanism some weird like some jo cheeky jody interaction or uh footwork and then drop and at first like i said like at the if you like watch look read my notes like it's like cool at the beginning and it was like okay i'm bored like like and i told them that um 
I kind of said like, hey, like look at Cornell. So, and, or SGPD, uh, Cornell's performance, I compared them to, I was like, like, you, like watch your performance and compare it to yours. Um, Cornell had a very good ver variety of drops and moments throughout their set. They had like some cool, it, like cool, interesting thing at the beginning or in the middle of most of their segments. Uh, they, their drops hit hard and they had like execution wise. I mean, yes, they were not clean. Like I'm not, I'm not, I don't think anybody's arguing for that, but their execution and the way they attacked their drops was really like really helped the um, impact of all their of all their drops. They had um, some formational things, like you said, like yes, it was very reminiscent of UK stuff. But also, they were the only team of the night to even try to like pull off UK UK style like mechanisms and formations. So that stuck out and like was more memorable of the night. Um, they like they just had a lot of different concepts a lot of different mechanisms a lot of different formations a lot of different types of drops and because it wasn't like they relied on the drop itself and the choreography of the drop itself they also relied like i said the, the just the energy that they brought to the drop the formation that they brought to the drop there was a different different ways that they created an impact that's what made their set really good uh unc uh like I personally, like, I, one of the questions that the pod got on Discord was, like, do you think UNC was, got comfortable because they won at first so much? I personally disagree. Like, they brought their set, they made their changes, they did their things, but end of the night is, end, end of the day is, like, I judged them in Nashville, and the reason they won Nashville was because they were the cleanest team of the night, and they also had cool formations. Um, at this competition, there was another team at, the, at this competition, Cornell, who had cooler formations than them. So that, that like, gap is gone. And there were other teams at that night that either danced that like danced cleaner than them, or were just as clean as them. And so that um, that like advantage is gone. And so now, like your relative scores, like your two biggest like you were like two points ahead in like that every other team at the competition is now like close to like slash you're not even the highest um, point earner in that those categories. You're not going to win. Like just straight fact, you're not going to win. So I don't think it was a they got comfortable as it is uh the other teams like just straight beat them in terms of set design and i think that's like where they want uva and then uva i think the, the only reason they they're fourth for me is because they hit the they, they hit the back like if they didn't think it they, they were in second so yeah and at that point we'd have kind of already agreed uva was at second place so i was like i wasn't even considering it. so that's kind of how third place was for me and i think overall that conversation was like uh other was like, fine, I'll give Cornell third, but only if UVA gets second. And I was like, okay, fine. I'm fine with that. Whatever. <laughs> we all have to make concessions. No, no, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, not everybody's and then like I like, stoked. not everybody was only like stoked. Bad. I'm happy to chime in on my thoughts on UNC. Uh, tell them this to them and the, in the line at the after party, they were a little upset with me. I was like, hey, you got, I need to thank you. Because I made a case for you guys the last time you got first, uh, prior to the Nashville one. Um, but for me, uh, outside of their set, and I'm going I'm actually going to slightly disagree, slightly. Um, so at ECS, they told us that like eight out of 12 or something of their dancers were first time dancers on stage. Um, so very new, uh, team, like majority of the team is very new, um, and watching Blowout, um, it, I, I didn't feel this at ECS, but at Blowout, because the caliber of the teams um, was, I feel like, a lot higher. 
and even the teams that competed at against UNC over the year brought so much more impact and energy that the discrepancy of dancing between UNC and a tech or a UVN, um, or even a GT right outside of the execution errors, um, it showed that dancer discrepancy showed. And, uh, I didn't feel like they, and, uh, Umer, you used this word uh, earlier attack, right? I didn't think UNC attacked this set the same way that they did. And, you know, I was thinking about it, uh, and this might be just like super meta thoughts. Um, but ECS was a much more intimate room. It was smaller significantly. Um, the stage was smaller and there was no audience. And at blowout, it was significantly larger. And I mean, by two, three times more. And their set mm. was just less memorable. Um, and their dancing flaws showed a little bit more. They didn't dance bigger. They, they didn't, the, the formations didn't hit as, as much. So I don't know, maybe that's just my head in the clouds, but. No, no, actually, I think you're on something a little bit there because I also noted like at the end, I was like, huh, like I had, um, uh, I was like thinking about this while I was like doing final checks on my notes. I was like, huh, like I, I've, I had a f formational creativity at other competitions for, um, UNC, like higher, but like this comp, I like, just like, I, I, I may, uh, what am I like? I mean, I'm assuming they didn't change that much. I, again, I didn't change my point, like scores based off of this, like internal machinations, but it's, it's, that is, that's interesting. I mean, like maybe it was because like Nashville was also a much smaller comp. There wasn't that many people there, but like, I think blah, they were telling us like, yeah, like 1100, 1200, like seats were sold. So, and like, it was a much larger stage and like all that stuff. So I don't think that's like really that far off base. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, yeah. I mean, because right. You bring veteran dancers, you give them a big crowd, mm -hmm. they become bigger. You bring newer dancers, you give them a bigger crowd, they tend to, right? Unless it's a fight or flight, mm. you know? And if you're new, you're inexperienced. If you're a veteran, you th you're thriving, you're feeding off of it, you know? And so now you macro mm. that out to a team versus team. And I, I think it plays yeah. a role. I, I definitely do. I, 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 think I think that's pretty much pretty much majority 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 of the question we have set, set on, on that. that uh, uh, Document, document that we went to you guys. The next thing are a bunch of mm -hmm. questions we got via our Discord. So we're just gonna like jump right into that. Um, and hopefully like nothing just overlaps. So I'll go like one by one. Uh the first thing we got was Cornell versus GT. Um, and that's literally all we got. So <laughs> that is the extent of the form on Cornell versus GT. And I mean, I think we kinda like hate it. Like court like dude, like I, I kid you not, like I kid you not, uh and I think I, I like, so the, the way the judges seating was set and divided up was, um, so that it's hilarious because they said the reason they divided up is so <laughs> that we wouldn't talk to each other, even though we were fucking yeah. yelling at each other, like the entire time. I will so, like, say, I, when I, I saw like, Cornell, I looked over, um, I saw you were losing your shit. <laughs> you were... I was, I, like, I went, like, I think for, um, for blow, they said like, Hey, like give a quote or something to encourage teams. And I said, like, just like remind, like remind make me do a performance so like i forget that i'm judging and i'm out of my seat that is like the old cornell's the only thing that did that for me i was like screaming like i, I i'm sorry for whoever was behind me um like but i was screaming my like ass off the entire performance i was like fuck this shit hit so hard and they so um i think the big thing for me was just like cornell had like really cool interesting drops that like nobody else that night did 
and GT had really cool dancing that made it that hit that and looked very good dancing and had some cool moments. But end of the night, like there's ten points for open and close, and there's ten points for impact. Like Cornell, like ate those eight in those sections. I think what really helped Cornell was their mix, and you know they have an in-house mixer. I, I just found this out the other day. It was the green guy who who got COVID apparently, and he couldn't dance uh, from the from mixer night. You know, having an in-house mixer was probably one of the best decisions they could have done, especially when they have such a, a good mixer like Wads. He he made he made the mix so well that it had the auditorium roaring, especially with the the first drop they had right when they did the the kick out to the jugany that you know especially with yeah. the kick out and the uh, choreography yeah. and then everything everything was just gluing together because of how well it was put together and Cornell really nailed it in the coffin when for it to be a, a placing mm-hmm. set. I also feel like I yeah, was yeah. so engaged and realized that they were missing a, a 12th person until like near that. Right. Yeah. And I think that that was like the big difference, I think, in the way that our side, like we were kind of separated in like the way that our side perceived the set versus like Avi and Justineed. Because I think both of them dropped a lot of points for like formation or like symmetry, not necessarily formation, just like symmetry and, um, you know, flow and that like cohesion. Whereas like I am having that 12th person there just like did not have an impact on on my overall impression of the set you know so i think that 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 really showed how much they just like you know invested they were like so committed to every drop every single person from 1 to 12 was like we're gonna hit this like at 150 percent and it, it definitely worked out um with gt even though they did have great dancing i think just like at this level like when you have those bigger mistakes like for example like the purple girl or guy like one of their subs locked and the recovery was like really bad let's just say and i think that when like really big mistakes happen like that like it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth in the overall performance and they had a big mistake like that at the beginning of their set they had a big mistake like that at the end of their set so like with if with that being my first and last impression of the set i think like overall like, in the middle um, you know, all the other things that I really enjoyed, it was just like, when I think about impact and like, what, what is memorable from their set? Like those, those moments shouldn't really stand out to me, but, but they did. So. All right. Uh, yeah. The next question next we one. have, why is there a disparity amongst the judges in Cornell's point? I think I, I, I um, like, like, I think the reason that there's some disparity is just because like the way some like some of us just like I I know like Avi you and me were like kind of going back and forth on this and one thing I specifically said was that like choreography design like I think creativity and set like set design creativity like choreography and formations I specifically like I thought because they were so far ahead in comparison it again for me they were so far ahead personally, like in terms of that, like I have them two or three points ahead in both of those sections. And like, that's going to give them a huge dump. And so at a certain point, there is a level like judging is judging. And it's also very subjective and you're trying to put numbers to a subjective dance. And so not everybody's going to feel exactly the same. And so as long as you're applying those that that valuation consistently amongst all your scores it should end the day not like it should be consistent but i think the reason is because we all like liked or didn't like or like didn't have the impact on each other um wow i think the end of the day like whether or not it impacted you or whether or not you thought it was creative 
um, is really dependent on, you know, your past experiences and things like that. And so I think Cornell's performance was a, a little polarizing because I thought it was really creative. Um, but you could just, you could argue that it's very, uh, reductive from UK sense. Um, you'd say that the impact personally, I thought even though their, their polish, their level of dancing and, um, execution wasn't that great. Um, it didn't impact my impact score, but for, I think just meeting Avi, I think it impacted your impact score a lot. And like, it didn't hit the same way as it did for me, but. I think that's kind of where it lies. Like Cornell's performance specifically just was a more polar. Yeah. I mean, for me, uh, I guess I should speak seaside. Cornell's slightly on the lower end. Um, it was sloppy. It was sloppy. And, and if we want to pinpoint areas of creativity, I, I get uh, for, for me, for example, let's pick on their Cornde segment. Um, I told them for me, their Cornde segment felt a lot like everything but a Kunda Bangla sing. Um, it felt like they took what Nachdi folk lovers did at BBC with their Kunde segment, and they made an entire segment of those mechanisms, those choreography. And I didn't quite see as much Bangla with a Kunda, right? Uh, cause I'm, I'm all about the cool ideas with Kunde use them, right? Um, but you gotta give me some Bangla at the same time. I didn't feel that. So creativity, creatively for me, they, I've, I've, I've adopted them lower. Low could be, um, I did, uh, yeah, there, I didn't like the first slowdown with Kunde. Uh, I didn't like the Jumer, uh, sample, like the song, the, the, the song and sample, it, it felt like there was a disconnect, but I didn't dock them for that. Um, and overall stylistically, they all seemed to dance very differently to me. Um, in that moment, I, it didn't feel like they had standardized a lot of the fundamental moves. Um, and so the dancing felt off. Um, that's where I had GT actually head of Cornell, uh, because to me, at least their dancing still felt stamped. Um, there were definitely some cool concepts, right? I loved their long, the long, the segment, um, it was cool. Um, they just, it was a Mangala segment. I liked it. Um, a lot of the ideas didn't really hit, right? So, I, I mean, I know Akshaya didn't notice the, the dancer missing. I did immediately. Um, once they got into subs, because you know, just for me, I'm looking for symmetry along with everything else and seeing how those pieces move. And it, it was, it was very, you know, there for me. Um, but that said, I didn't, I didn't dock them on formation. I still gave them points besides that on formation. Um, that kind of like, and you know, the more you go towards the end of the set, you know, the more form disparities start to show if they were doing this thing. And I know where you agreed with me, um, with, uh, anytime a guy would come in the front, I know the pink Jordy did this a lot, I believe the blue Jordy did this a lot, where it was just very OD Nakla. And, and, you know, I think, right. Like, I, and I think, I would like to make a PSA really quickly on Nakra, um, a PSA from, from my, my side to yours. Um, a lot of us, especially young collegiate dancers, uh, have this misnomer of Nakra being just like a cut pace smile or just like the most like bobblehead you can be. And I love telling my students that. Nakra is not just a face you make, but it's a feeling you feel. Um, and 
Cornell was doing the bobblehead. Um, and it wasn't a feeling they were feeling. Um, so, so yeah, just, just remember that. Right. And it's okay if you don't know, uh, Punjabi or you don't have that, like just growing up understanding of what Nakram kind of like means, but even in Punjabi, it means different con like con contextually, it means different things. Um, but for me, Nakan Pangara is a feeling and not just a face. Um, so when Cornell kind of did that, where it was just like, ah, ah, let's go, I'm in the center and now I'm going to move out of the center. This is too much, you know? Now you're drawing place, attention away from your team and your dancing. I mean, I thought it was just me. Um, <laughs> so, so, okay. I'm, uh, yeah, that, that was my little rant, but, but yeah, happy for Cornell. And then sure. the last but um, not least, yeah. how did this blowout compare to previous year's blowouts? It's been two years since blowout, I believe happened. Um, so how did it feel? I think generally, and I think this has been like a running theme. If you've listened to like any of the previous podcasts with the judges, judging panel podcasts, um, execution across the board for pretty much every single team all year has been dumb. And I think that's like the little, I think Shirag in the Alamo podcast is the like little, it's a like circuit wide reset where like everybody's like, hasn't really been dancing for two years. And so. Um, form across the board has gone down. That being said, I think ideas are still kind of fire. And I'll personally, like, any, it's, it is very easy to, like, get your form, like, up to snuff within a year. Like, give these teams a year of two at the most, and we're, we'll, it'll be fine. It'll be more than fine. Um, ideas, when, when, like, when ideas start getting stale, that's when you get that whole fucking five like bring fire back to circuit btf post from a few years ago like that's when that's when like shit gets boring and that's when i get concerned um so performance wise a little best year i kind of expected that having judged nashville like two weeks prior um rubric wise i think it's like i feel like we said this earlier like it's more or less the same rubric just organized differently i think for most teams this was kind of like the the grand finale super bowl championship type performance before you know some of them even graduate and never dance collegiate again or or just straight up become captains of their next teams uh the standards are really high because they've had so much time to perfect their set i think most of these sets were created in the summer of last year so they've had you know the, all of the fall semester and especially a lot of the spring semester to actually go and attend these competitions that and take a look at the rubric it was it was a really close close game uh with especially with teams being within one to two points of each other and for me point three and point five points of each other um i think i think it was it was really hard really hard and it could have went either way but i'm glad the way it turned out and, uh you know especially with blowout from previous years um i, I can't say because i've never really looked at the judging side of it but as an audience member the seeing the crowd fill was such a heartwarming thing and Ultimately, I don't think I've ever seen such a big audience turnout in any competition since go. Yeah, I think from like a dancer perspective, um, we went to blow up for so many years, three out of the four years that I was in undergrad, um, we went and I don't know, I think that like blow up 2016, like everyone knows, still talks about it. Like CMU was insane that year. And I think that so many teams were just like unmatched in in the in their level of like set design and stuff were there other teams that had great like execution great dancing like really strong dancers 1 to 12 1, 1 to 16 for sure but i think that like now looking at 
um, like the last comp actually that I went to was like blowout 2019. And I think now coming back and just seeing all the ideas and like all the teams that are really committing to that level is, is so crazy. Like, I don't think that anyone is just re really relying on just like, you know, having good dancing and like calling it a day. I think that a lot of teams just have, have really grown from that and they're, they're taking risks, which is really nice to see. So I think it's always like kind of a toss up, right? Because with collegiate teams, you have a turnover for like year after year, people are going to graduate. So it'll just be really interesting. And I think that because it's maybe harder to have those experienced dancers who have good form, who can be trained for a long time, like maybe this is what collegiate teams are realizing is the hack, right? You're, we're going to just commit to our, like our creativity or like set design and like go that route and just, you know, do whatever we can, because like, it's, it's really hard to have, you know, a full stacked roster of dancers year after year. Yeah. I can, I can speak next. Um, <clears throat> uh, how did this blow out compare to the others? So, uh, I told this to the judges uh, earlier at the comp, but I've attended blowout since I was 16 years old. Um, uh, I'm, I'm 29 now. Um, so, you know, I've, I've seen the VCU era of dominance of blowout and, and, uh, maybe it's nostalgia, but you know, maybe I was too young to know any better, but I still hold those days when VCU was dominating, when UVA, Deshaun was, you know, contending, Drexel was contending those sets. I, you know, I remember just looking as a, as a kid and being wowed by, um, and, and yeah. Maybe that's nostalgia. That being said, I was very proud of, of what the teams brought. Um, you know, you've got COVID, Bangladesh hasn't happened in so long. So many academies and dance schools closed down. Um, so for these kids to still find this outlet and, and to continue thinking, um, I mean, crap, so many of those kids were VSB kids like that. I remember when they were like 13, 14, and now they're captains of tech UVAs of the world. And, and, you know, they really gotten into their own as, as set creators and, and designers and leaders. And I'm very proud of all of them. Um, and I was very, like, like I said earlier on the cast, I, as a whole, I enjoyed watching Bhangra blow out more so than the last couple of competitions that have been happening on the circuit. Um, and I think that might be partly because of the rubric that might be partly because of, uh, memes catering to our judging styles. Um, uh, but I enjoyed it. Um, and, and I, I'm very happy to see where the circuit goes. Yeah.